Welcome to Newspoint 360, the online news platform dedicated to making space for credible expert commentary. To see full video interviews with our guests, check out our new channel on YouTube. Newspoint 360 is supported by Expert File. It wasn't too long ago that, after a close and intense campaign, Scotland voted on a referendum to remain part of the United Kingdom. But that certainly doesn't mean the movement to secede disappeared. In fact, with recent events like Brexit, Scotland and its Prime Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, are continuing to see growing calls to separate from London's rule. What does this mean for the UK, which itself has seen years of political upheaval? Newspoint 360 talks to the Dean of the Faculty of Social Sciences and Law at the University of Bristol, Simon Torme, about why Scotland has so quickly returned to questioning its relationship with the UK. Just six years after Scotland voted no to independence, polls have suggested that if a second referendum were held, it could have very different results. Brexit has not been popular in Scotland, and the pandemic, of course, has tossed in another curveball. Dr. Simon Torme is Dean of the Faculty of Social Sciences and Law at the University of Bristol. He's the author of several books and articles and is an expert in political theory, European politics, and continental thought. Dr. Torme, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. There was a referendum on Scottish independence from the UK in 2014, when even the younger voters voted to stay. Why is this movement persisting? It's persisting because um, the idea of a Scottish nation is a very persistent one in as far as Scottish citizens are concerned. So, um, and I think really what's happened in the last 20 years is of course that we've seen the opening of the Scottish Assembly. Uh, with a degree of devolution, and that has fueled the sense in which um, people who believe that Scotland's nationhood should be should merit uh, a separate independent status and sovereignty is is one that has been very persistent. I, I think the other major factor is, of course, Brexit itself. Um, the prospect of Scotland exiting the European Union alongside England, Wales, Northern Ireland has been one which has really kind of fueled the idea that Scotland's destiny is with continental Europe. And, and that's a very old idea in, in Scottish politics as well. It dates back to what they called the old alliance between Scotland and France and uh, the old battles that were fought in the 18th century between uh, Scotland and England. So there are, there are lots of kind of historical resonances here, but I think the main one is really um, that uh, having its own assembly, its own parliament, Brexit, these are all kind of you know, feeding the, the fire that basically underpins the idea of Scottish nationalism. Scotland voted 62% to remain in the EU, which is potential justification for a second referendum. But which of the voters do you think have been swayed? Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, I think that uh, the, the problem with kind of Scottish nationalism is a little bit of a kind of, it's a heart versus head issue. I think a lot of Scottish people are, are really torn by this one. The, the heart tells them that, of course, the idea of an independent Scotland is a great one. There is a, a strong sense of nationhood. It's expressed in the sports, for example, separate Scottish soccer team and, and rugby teams and so on. Um, but at the same time, um, the England and Wales is a, is a powerful economic driver uh, of progress and development. And the, the great fear for those kind of the, the thinking side of the equation is that if you detach yourself from, from England and from the city of London, powerful financial institutions and so on, that you're going to be voting to make yourself worse off. Uh, and I think this is 
really when it comes to voting, it's that heart versus head issue. And of course, now we've got the additional complexity of Brexit that um, that changes the equation for some people, of course, uh, and makes them more avid uh, so Europeans. But on the other hand, it also means the danger of becoming uh, unended and uprooted from the most important trading association of all, which is with England and Wales, uh, then becomes more problematic. So, so it's, a, it's a tough set of issues. And we should say as well that there are Scottish pro-independence voters who are anti-EU. So actually the cleavages, as we call them in political science, are a little bit more complex. It's not that everyone who wants independence is pro-Brexit. There's actually independence people who really want, if you like, true independence, both from uh, the rest of the UK and from the EU. So that's a minority position, but it's an influential one as well. Well, there are other factors that are stoking the desire to separate from Britain. There seems to be also a growing gap between Scottish and UK politics. Yeah, and this is stoked very much by, uh, on purpose by, by Nicola Sturgeon, who's the leader of the Scottish National Party, which is the dominant party in the Scottish Assembly. And she's really wanted to demonstrate a different style of leadership and also a different substance of leadership from Boris Johnson, who's, of course, the UK Prime Minister. So, so she's very conscious that generally the Scottish electorate is a little bit more left-wing, a little bit more social democratic than the English constituency. And she's fed that. She's tried to feed the idea the Scottish government is a more caring uh, government. It's, um, it's, it's been a little bit tougher on terms of COVID measures and, and, and lockdowns and so on, really trying to sort of drive a wedge in people's imagination between the UK policy and the Scottish policy. And that, that's been a quite a determined and quite a self-conscious policy. Well, Nicola Sturgeon says she has a cast iron mandate for another referendum, but bad timing could have consequences and UK ministers have already rejected the deal. So how likely is it? Well, that's a really good question because, um, and when you hear that, it's a really good question. It means you don't quite know what the answer is because there's a very high degree of uncertainty. It, it, there isn't a constitutional provision which says that if you meet the following criteria, you get to have, have a referendum. So it tends to be um, really about momentum politically. And this is what uh, Nicola Sturgeon is seeking to generate. She's tr trying to generate a sense of momentum behind referendum, which is then so overwhelming that um, the British Parliament and the government decide that they have to kind of bend to the will. And I think the big testing point here is the local government elections uh, in 2021 and also the uh, elections to the Scottish Assembly. Because if the SNP does overwhelmingly well in those elections, then of course it fuels the sense that there is legitimacy to the demand that Boris Johnson had better let them have that referendum, even though he has said publicly he's very much against, he wants to keep a, uh, a, the United Kingdom together. And that means, you know, clamping down on these demands, not just in Scotland, but also it's quite interesting to see the evolution of Northern Ireland as well, because it may be that um, if Brexit turns a particular way and the borders are erected between Northern Ireland and the Republic, that of course the demand there will also be towards a vote on reunifying Ireland. So geopolitics, very tense at the moment in the UK. Boris, very determined to maintain the integrity of the United Kingdom. Um, but of course, political momentum has its own logic and it may mean that we get a referendum, probably not next year, but maybe the year after. Well, and Nicola Sturgeon is taking a, a very different approach from previous attempts. She wants to rejoin the EU, but also avoid a hard border with, with England, keep the monarchy, become an independent commonwealth, much like Canada. So it is a very different vision that she has. 
It is, a, it is a vision which is very distinctive to her political party. So it is the kind of Scottish National Party vision, which is a kind of non-antagonistic relationship with, with England. And that's a very wise space, but also very pro-European. So as I said, not every independence-minded Scots person thinks that that's the best way. But so far, that's the majority position. And she's comfortable with it. Uh, she doesn't want to break the economic ties. She doesn't want borders. But of course, we, we are seeing, you know, day by day at the moment, how difficult it is to maintain that idea that you can have friction-free borders between a, a Brexit Britain and the rest of Europe. And this is really becoming a, a kind of key issue in terms of the Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland issue. And, it, 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 and if that goes down to, well, we're going to have to erect borders in order to maintain uh, some sort of uh, trading uh, relationship with Europe, then it would also have to be the case with Scotland as well. So, and that will also be a negative in, the, in the, 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 the mindset of the average Scottish voter. They will not want to see borders. There have never been borders between Scotland and England since Hadrian's Wall, which was erected by the Romans, of course. So that's a very long time ago. And, and absolutely no one wants to see, um, you know, customs posts and, 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 and differential tax uh, regimes and so on. So that, that'll be on the mind of Scottish voters as well. Well, as you say, the struggle is real. Is voter fatigue also a real threat? I mean, economic recovery is a big priority right now. And is too much political upheaval a potential? Well, I think COVID has been one of those. I mean, it's kind of set politics to one side for, for a while in the UK. I think since March, uh, we haven't really heard those kind of debates on a national stage. We've not given a lot of space in the mainstream media to ideas around Scottish independence. Brexit only really flared back into life about two weeks ago. It's all been about, you know, are we on the right path? Are we controlling this? Has Boris got the right set of policies? Uh, are we in step with uh, the, the better um, policy responses in Europe or in America or, uh, or in Asia and so on? And I think these kind of issues, therefore, have been very much on the back burner. Uh, but what we saw a couple of weeks ago, Brexit coming back, I think Scottish independence will come back. Are voters tired of voting? I mean, I think a year or so ago, the answer would probably been yes, because we had uh, two general elections in quite close succession. Um, but I, I do think there's an appetite in Scotland. I mean, the last referendum was 2014. We're now 2020. The earliest one would be 2021. That you, you tend to think that if you're going to have referendums, probably 10 years is the right kind of uh, gap between uh, kind of big referendums, like in Quebec, for example, very similar kind of situation. I, I wouldn't rule out at all um, uh, something in 22, 23, maybe something as early as that. And I wouldn't rule out at all a, what they're calling a border poll in Ireland to, to look at the reunification issue there as well. So, yeah, we'll get some referendums, but um, we don't do too much voting in this part of the world. So I, I kind of think there's an appetite in those communities to retest uh, the, the nature of political allegiance and affiliations. It is a compelling state of affairs, and we hope that you will keep us updated. Dr. Terme, thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. You've been listening to NewsPoint 360, supported by Expert File, the world's largest open curated network of experts on over 40,000 subjects used by leading news organizations. Don't forget to review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. To see full video interviews with our guests, check out the NewsPoint 360 channel on YouTube. Thanks for listening.